0: uh uh-huh.
1: special, special song with a couple of meanings behind it. Of course, Devonte Adams being the main reason where he uh, absolutely came, sought, and conquered Dean's soul in a span of about 30 seconds on Monday night. It's also, you know, close to Halloween. It's a pretty spooky song, spooky show, The Adams Family. Um, so there you go. A double meaning Intro song to start off week seven. This is the I Don't Have a Life podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We have a lot to get to today. We got to recap this week. This might be one of the most exciting weeks that we've ever had in a league before. We had a tie, which I know everybody in this league loves when people tie, but uh, it was an exciting matchup. We'll get to that. We had a team score 192 points. And of course, we had the Fierce, very fierce rivalry of Alex and Dean. Of course, I just use myself in the third person there, but still, we have a rivalry going. And you know, Dean has has this in his mind that he owns me. Um, and to be fair, uh, he doesn't anymore. Uh, I think last two out of the three, he's lost. It was just this lucky span of two or three games in a row that he was able to pull off there uh, at a random time. Really, the only bright spot in his fantasy managing the last couple of years, and uh, it had happened again. Karma has come back to bite him in the ass. Um, So I have a few things that I would like to do special for Dean first, Um, and then we'll get to all that other stuff. The first thing I have for Dean, um, courtesy of Green Day, Time of Your Life, I've actually wrote a song that I think captures what Dean was going through um, the last couple of days. So um, here we go.
0: It was another fantasy day He looked at his team and thought he'd be on his way He said, I'm playing Alex and I think I'll win But Dean, you stupid shit, you forgot to put your players in It's something that's predictable Dean will fuck it up I hope you put your guys in next time Monte Adams said, hey, Dean, go fuck your face. I'll score a touchdown and put you in your place, which is eighth place in fantasy and in life. You're awfully bad like the Dodgers in the night. It's something that's predictable. Dean will fuck it up. I hope you put your guys in next time. Dumb. It's something that's predictable. Dean will fuck this up. I hope you put your guys in next time.
1: So yeah, that song just kind of came to me um, in a dream, in a in a inspiration of sorts, if you will. Um, hope you enjoyed it. I know Dean did. And yeah, I have a. Uh, you know what? That wasn't the only thing I have prepared. I also have a poem that I have prepared for Dean as well, um, courtesy of uh, Robert Frost. And I know Dean probably doesn't know who Robert Frost is, but some of you more intellectual souls out there probably do. And, uh, you know, I I took a poem that was okay. He, You know, Robert Frost poem that was okay. And I've changed a few of the words here so Dean can enjoy it a little bit more and perhaps get introduced to some of the finer things in life, if you will. So we're going to call this poem Dean's a Fucktard. And I literally just came up with that title right now. And it seems to fit perfectly. Here we go. Whose fantasy team is that? I think I know. Its owner is quite sad, though. It really is a tale of woe. I watch him frown and I cry. Hello. He gives his fantasy team a shake and sobs until the tears make. The only other sounds... The break of distant waves and birds awake. The fantasy team is shitty. Losers run deep, but he has promises to keep. Until then, he shall not sleep. He lies in bed with tears of weep. He rises from his bitter bed with thoughts of sadness in his head. He idolizes being dead, facing the day with never-ending dread. Yeah, Dalvin Cook wasn't playing. I knew at 8.30 he wasn't playing. I woke up, do my do my fantasy rounds, and I saw, you know, he wasn't in. And I look at Dean's team, and he still has him in. There's an O next to his name. There is no Q. No Q, unless you think an O is a Q, which I will understand. But there was no reason to have Dalvin Cook in your lineup. Using Yahoo as your sole source of fantasy sports is even more idiotic than keeping dalvin cook in your lineup in the first place there is no excuse here that can cover up what happened it was a horrendous display of some sort of managerial skill you might say if you were dean you would be craig Counsel. <laughs> oh it felt good it felt good to get all of that out i'm not gonna lie um, that's been pent up since, uh, game four where, uh, you know, Dean definitely did not take the high road with me and, uh, I've been really building that up for a long time. It feels so great to get that out. I feel so, so much better. So, um, I think I can continue for the rest of this podcast and give you guys, you know, that information that everybody desires, or at least pretends to, um, listen to once, in a, a great moon. I don't know. If nothing else, uh, it was worth it just to get that out to the public. So I feel great now. I really do. Um, But we do have some fantasy stuff to get to. What a week. Again, what a fantastic, absolutely great week of fantasy football. This is why we play. It had heartbreak for the Alfred Morris, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Packers defense. It had... uh, Surprises. It had twists. It had turns. It had absolute domination. It had everything you could ask for. And I think it definitely deserves our attention to take a little deeper dive into some of these matchups and uh, explore exactly what went right for everybody. And then I think we'll try to preview some of the rest of the matchup. So I'll I'll start with Dean and my matchup. You know, Dean talks all that crap that he always beats me, it's just, it's, it's just a fallacy, it's something you tell yourself to get to sleep at night, it's not true, and I'm not going to lie, however, I, I definitely thought I was down, I was done on Monday night, um, I didn't even bother watching kind of the first half of the game, I had some other errands to do, and I actually did those errands, which is unusual for me, I'm usually going to try to watch football when I can, and uh, it it started out okay, you know, Adam's was i think five for 50 by the third quarter or something like that use check you know had 30 yards <laughs> that's the other thing i started kyle use fml where has my life gone wrong actually uh, uh we'll explore some of the trades that has happened in the last couple of weeks here too uh, as well in this show but anyway that's who i was starting as my rb2 so you know not much better than Dalvin cook to be completely fair but those guys were okay i was still down by like 15 points is uh, and, the re- and the Niners just started scoring points left and right. And it got to the point where, you know, he wasn't earning any points for that defense. And then that fourth quarter drive, you know, they start on the 30. He throws a 40 yard bomb to Adams. What a catch. What a throw. What a everything. And then the, the Vontae Adams catches the touchdown, I think, on the next play, maybe the play after and uh not only did I get the touchdown I also got the 100-yard bonus which is just killer in this league as you guys obviously know. That's you know it's better it's as good as a touchdown. And so that play was literally worth almost 13 14 points when you had the catch and all the yards and everything. So at that point it was it was completely over. Um as was probably Dean's playoff chances, right? I mean 8th place, 2 and 4 right now. That's tough to to overcome with us being in week seven already, there's not a lot of weeks left to be honest. So you gotta you gotta start winning almost twice as many games as you're losing, which is just it's it's impossible to do. But um, I enjoyed that win. But you know, let's let's that wasn't the only amazing thing about this week. I think that almost every other matchup had something just absolutely fascinating to it. Um, I'm gonna start with the matchup of the week: uh, the first and second place teams going at it. I said it was a must-win for Papa Duck Hunt Javi, um, he took that message half-heartedly, and he got a tie. So uh, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll eat some crow here. Seeing a tie in this matchup is pretty epic and pretty damn cool. I still hate ties, and I can't believe my life has been infested with ties so often over the last two weeks, three weeks here. Um, although, you know, to be honest, my flag football team is undefeated. We are undefeated. Um, But anyway, 157-157, it seems fitting, and an epic, just late heroic charge by Javi with Aaron Rodgers, 425 yards passing, 38 total points, Kareem Hunt on that Sunday night game having a great performance, 29 yards, and uh, all that trying to overcome a Todd Gurley, which is 208 rushing yards, 44 points. And uh, just solid performances pretty much all around. And the really cool thing about this matchup is that no points were really left on the bench. Um, not a lot of buys. I mean, Michael Thomas on a buy, but Kenny Galladay also on a buy. Those are two guys. You know, Michael Thomas, obviously, a lot better. But, you know, they made the right decisions all around. There's no regrets. They put everything forth. And we might be looking at two of the best teams in the league. Although I still refer to Charles' luck versus skill. And Javi has been getting really, really lucky Lately, I mean, to face Gurley um, without Michael Thomas is, is very lucky. And to some of the things that happened, like Will Fuller score, scoring three, Jordy Nelson scoring two, um, you know, pretty lucky. But to be fair, you know, his top five guys are, are, are just are mashing right now. You know, Rodgers, Jones, Tyler Boyd, Kareem Hunt. Um, that's a great, great um, starting point. Now the rest of the team is is starting you know go down from there if you look at the first five guys in his lineup and then you take the next five guys you know three five six, three combined uh totals there from Carlos Hyde george Kittle isaiah crowell and and Tucker so Javi did address that with the trade that we made um I don't know if everybody saw what that trade was, so i think I think now is a good time to at least analyze that trade um a little bit and then we'll go over the rest of the matchups but that trade was T.Y. Hilton coming my way in exchange for Marlon Mack and Chris Thompson so Javi seems to be in this predicament each each year where he needs some running back help and Carlos Hyde and Isaiah Corral are, really can't be trusted right now I don't know if these guys are much better but uh he gave up T.Y. Hilton now to be fair there was news today that T.Y. Hilton was practicing in full, which is awesome for me. I don't know if he makes that trade if he knows that Hilton's coming back this week. But at the time, there was not, no word. No word on what Hilton was doing. And it looked like it might even hold him out towards the bye. But he needed two running backs. And uh, so he got you know a decent one in Chris Thompson. And um, probably a, a close-to-Belkel guy in Marlon Mack. And uh, so he wanted to do that trade. Fair enough. Um, A lot of other trades to go over, too. We're going to go over some of Dean's desperation trades that he tried to do, which ended up almost all backfiring against him. Um, You know, he could have had a team of Kenyon Drake, Josh Gordon, Smallwood. Probably would have been better, but we'll get to all that in a second. Let's look at some of the other matchups. The other one I really want to point out is 192 points. By Justin, no matter how retarded, stupid you are, uh, other times of the week I'm going to give you your props when you deserve it. Justin, Um, 192 points, no joke. What what a performance! This team is scary. I've been saying it all year, um, for the most part, that you know this team is really good. And when you know Dean had him in the power rankings that low, it's just I would have. There's not too many teams that I would want to trade like full rosters for, and his is definitely one of them. And uh, pa- Patty Mahomes, 31 points. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, an okay game, still gets a touchdown. Tyreek Hill bananas, uh, 37 points. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 22 points. His defense got 21 points. Uh, Connor, 32 points. But not only that, the bench. Njoku, who he didn't start, he could have, 15 points. Alshon Jeffrey, who we probably should have started over Edelman, even though Edelman did get into the end zone. I I, don't, I would have started Jeffrey over Edelman, to be completely honest. That would have put him over 200. Alex Collins, um, 17 points. Would have been a huge upgrade over Marshawn Lynch. And uh, a great call not putting Deshaun Watson in. I mean, although that was pretty easy to see. You know, you wanted to play the Holmes in that New England game. And, and Corey Clement, 14 points. These are all bench players. He's got depth. He's got uh, a bright future ahead of him. Um, I don't see a lot of downside except for James Conner. Like that that might be the deciding factor whether or not we're looking at a championship type of roster. Um because Lev Bell might be coming back. I think it, it it's been reported. I haven't verified this recently that he's coming Monday uh, of next week after their bye. And if he does that, I think you get one more week out of Conner and then all of a sudden that 32 points is no longer going to be happening, I don't think. And And then you're looking at an Elliott, Alex Collins, RB1, RB2. And uh, Marshawn Lynch is hurt now. So there's some question marks there, but those receivers are fun. He's definitely always been a receiver guy. Hopkins, Hill, Edelman, Jeffrey provide a lot of stability out of that position. His tight end, again, that's... The tight end game's tricky. I mean, I don't even know who I would start on a consistent basis Olsen or Njoku and so there are some things that he needs to to cover up it's not a surefire team and and now he did go against the you know Casey team that just completely shot the bed you know there's no other way 96 points but anytime you beat anybody anybody in the league at all by 100 points it's a statement he Justin was aligned so um Justin I'm giving you props here man um you you've been patient you didn't panic you haven't made any panic moves you trusted the process I don't think it's too late. You're only one spot out of a playoff spot, too. So props to you, Justin. Uh, don't get used to these compliments. But uh, just very impressive week. couple other matchups to go over from last week as well. Um, I wanted to take a look uh, at Richard's team. And he did indeed start Alfred Morris. It didn't end up hurting him. But, man, that could have been a disaster. (laughs) really could have been. Um, He scores 129 points to Jason Martinez's 119 points. Jason made some moves. You know what? Uh, He made two moves. That's, you know, two more moves than he's made in the last five years (laughs) in terms of trades. And we'll see how they work out. See how they work out for him. He pulled in Josh Gordon, who I love, obviously. And I think most people are starting to see that, you know, the the breakout's coming soon. I don't know how quickly, maybe next week, maybe the week after, but it's coming. And uh, he, he pulled in a Kenyon Drake. He got rid of that Dalvin Cook mess Well, keeping Murray. You know, if I'm Dean and I'm trading for Cook, I got to get Murray in the deal too. He's got Ingram back now, Christian Kirk. He, he got QT and Breda from me in exchange for Sammy Watkins. Um, I am probably a Sammy Watkins truther. For better or for worse, I just – I believe in the talent kind of like I do with Josh Gordon more than anything. Um, but it was, it was smart for him to give up that for Breda and QT, although QT didn't do much this week. Um, he's fun though. He, he, should, he might be a fun guy. I don't know how reliable he is, but Breda should be okay. Um, so I I don't know. I Again, these trades I look back and like would I want to reverse that now? And, uh, the only one I kind of might want to reverse is the Gronk Michelle deal I made with Charles, but we'll see how it goes. Anyway, I don't want to turn this into, uh, uh, trades, but, um, Richard, you know, Melvin Gordon, I think Melvin Gordon's been, uh, underrated for a guy that scored how many touchdowns now on the year? I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal. One, two, three, six touchdowns on the year, um, Rushing, and I think he even might have one or two in the receiving aspect too. So, six rushing touchdowns, 466 yards. He hasn't scored below 16 points all year. Uh, Wow, what a running back! What a running back. Now, he loses Cooper Cup, and AJ Green and Beckham have really been disappointing for him. But if those guys come back to even 80 to 90 percent of what we think they are with Tom Brady, with Melvin Gordon, with Brandon Cooks, Freeman got placed on IR. Today or yesterday. So now Tevin Coleman theoretically is a thing, although I'm not convinced when you only get 10 attempts in a game when you're the bell cow against Tampa Bay. I don't know how much of a bell cow you really are, but theoretically, you know, that's now an RB2 with Gordon. It's fine. So another scary team there in Richard. Um, Jason, you know, I'm proud of Jason for making the moves. And he put up a pretty decent week, 119 points projected for 108. You know he's, he, he he had no idea that Breda was going to play. nobody did until and he couldn't risk waiting until Monday to find out, so he had to plug Drake in there. It didn't It, it might have made you know it closer, but that's about it. Uh, we'll see what goes what goes on when, the, when we go over the preview. Um, and the other matchup was. It was Jason, Noah, and Charles. Charles comes back from his great week a week ago to uh, score 132 points. Another nice game for him. It's just a team that's not going to scare you when you look at it. and You're not going to say, wow, this team is phenomenal. But it's a team that will kind of uh, paper cut you to death in a sense. You know, Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, Doug Baldwin. You're looking at these guys like, eh whatever but when they're all scoring 10 to 15 points you know all of a sudden you're looking at 10 20 30 40 60 points out of four guys it gets annoying sony michelle seems to be an rb1 Uh, you know i would like sony back ebron's you know i don't know how long ebron's going to be a thing with ty now scheduled to come back um and the bench is the same sort of thing, like Peterson, Philip Lindsay, Lamar Miller, LaShawn McCoy. These guys aren't going to score 30 or 40 points like Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley, but they're going to score 10 to 15 points. And as long as you're not getting multiple single digits, you're going to be in a great shape to win week in and week out. Because when you, you look at Jason Noah's team now, one, two, three, four, five, six players scored single digits. And it, it just cancels out everything you're getting from Adam Thielen and Zach Ertz and Roethlisberger, who all had great weeks. But when you're getting three points from John Brown, four points from Aaron Jones, four points from Jordan Howard, three points from Buck Allen, three points from your defense, another trade that he made, um, it's going to hurt. So, um, you know, we've been kind of going over the trades as we go. So, you know, Jason, he got his defense and uh, he gave up. You know Royce Freeman, who who hasn't been anything to be fair at all so far. But I do think Royce Freeman has some better days ahead, and I took a chance on him. Anytime you want to trade uh, me a player, a decent ceiling player for a defense, I'm going to go ahead and do it because there's always going to be 15 defenses that I can pick from. And uh, as far as I know, I, I might have to look this up, but um, I don't think a defense has ever been inactive. ...for a game. I'm pretty sure that uh, you know a defense is going to play on Sunday. Now, it doesn't mean that defense is going to play well, and you may get negative points, but your defense will always show up to play on Sunday. And, um, you know, he he put his Chicago defense, got three points. I made a bad decision and and got Tennessee's defense, but two points, whatever. I mean, I'll find people to to put in that slot for Royce Freeman if, you know, Lindsey goes down, all of a sudden Royce Freeman is... uh, He's not being traded for a defense, Let's just say that. Not being traded for a defense. Um, yeah, did we miss any of the trades? Let's go back and look at uh, any of those trades that have taken place. I, and while we're here, we might as well look at some of the nice pickups. There's been some really uh, – some injuries are starting to take place. Bye weeks are starting to take place. Um, so here we go, looking at these trades. We'll go back a few weeks. I don't know if we have actually discussed trades. Um, I'm not going to talk about mine. Too much. I would do all of them over again still. I love TY and I love Sammy. Um, but let's take a look at some of these other trades. So Richard and Dean swapped Tyler Lockett. So Dean gets Tyler Lockett and Richard gets Sterling Shepard and Wendell Smallwood. Now, I don't know about this trade because I, I talked to Richard and I said, hey, it was smart to sell high on Tyler Lockett. And he said, yeah, I mean, he had no place in my lineup, but I don't know where Sterling Shepherd has a place in your lineup. Like you might have tried to get maybe another running back or it or something else besides that if you're if you're try if you're that convinced Lockett's not gonna play for you. Um rest of the season, I think I'd rather have Lockett, but I'd much rather have Sterling and Smallwood if you combine those two together. I think Smallwood is going to be a nice flex play at minimum. And uh Sterling Shepherd has a potential. I just don't I don't see Lockett continuing this pace he's on. Even this week, like, he had three catches for 13 yards and happened to get into the end zone. How is Tyler Lockett scoring? You know, I get those 60-yard bombs that he gets, but, you know, 13 yards and a touchdown, Eh, that's unsustainable. Goes on a bye next week. I like it in terms of uh, a Richard side. I think Richard wins that trade, although very, very slightly. Uh, Dean also reeking of desperation tried to get Dalvin cook (laughs) Dalvin cook Dalvin cook Dante Moncrief and Larry Fitzgerald who he dropped come over to his team in exchange for Josh Gordon and Kenyon Drake I mean cook already lost you a week (laughs) cook doesn't look like you can trust him anytime soon when are you gonna trust him plus he has his bye week give me Josh Gordon give me Josh Gordon and Kenyon drake um plus the fact i mean you you get fitzgerald and you're just gonna drop him i don't i don't understand that um i hate doing that when i get trades and like you know this guy probably should be dropped but it just isn't you know admitting that i I didn't get more in the trade so you know there's a great chance delvin comes back and is awesome i i totally understand that and if if he is with saquon that's gonna be a nasty team but there's a great chance, equally as great of a chance that Josh Gordon is a wide receiver. One, if you're going to believe in Delvin Cook. So, um, but it is telling when a my you know Miami Dolphin fan gives up on a Miami Dolphin player, Kenyon Drake. I don't, I just don't, You know, he has a, I don't know what to think of Drake. I have no idea, and I, so I would trust that Dean knows more than I do about Kenyon Drake. But on the outside, I would probably rather have Josh Gordon and Kenyon Drake. So, Jason, nice job. You want to trade, uh, so make more. (laughs) Um, Kyle Rudolph or Chris Hogan, that was a trade that happened uh, a week ago on October 6th, two weeks ago now. Um, Yeah, that's it. I thought there had been a little bit more trades. Let's look at some of these added players that people have have been doing. So one of the big ones to highlight, Jordy Nelson dropped from Ernie's team. If Ernie's dropping a guy... You know the times probably come. Um, Buck Allen has been picked up and dropped a few times here in the last couple days. I think he's okay to have. You know Marcus Goodwin went off and uh, was still available on the the waivers, and Javi was able to snag Marquise Goodwin in exchange for Mike Davis. So really awesome for him there. Um, I picked up Raheem uh, Mustard from San Francisco. I'm I'm hoping, I think there's a chance that he might be my Matt Breda, that I gave up um, because I don't think Breda is getting 25 carries. Um, and I am hoping that Alfred Morris is no longer a thing, although I don't think that's the case. I think Alf's coming back soon. Um, it's just part of the game plan. Um, Jason picks up Trey Burton, one of my favorites of the preseason. Eh,
0: you know, he's been okay.
1: If you trusted him the whole, the whole time, you got to, you know, Four usable games from him, and his buy is already done. So, a nice job there. Uh, I do like Chris Godwin quite a bit. I was actually looking to pick him up, um, but I couldn't quite get a guide to drop yet. And uh, Richard had had picked him up before I could, so he drops Elf in exchange for Chris Godwin. I didn't realize he dropped Elf. Um, I might have to go pick up Elf right now <laughs> because I do think he might be a thing. Right? I just don't get it. Why they would just stop? I don't know. I don't know what to do with there. I'll think about that later. Um, Keelan Cole comes back to my team um, for Buck Allen. And uh, Cole Beasley goes to Dean's team, chasing the little points there. Um, 101 yards and two touchdowns, though. That probably shouldn't stay on the waiver wire. What else do we have? Um, Ito Smith. Um, I picked up Ito Smith uh, before the Devontae Freeman news, so that... Looks like I might have a Tevin Coleman type of player on my hands now. I don't think he's great, but hey, that offense scores a lot of points, and that defense is terrible, so who knows. One pickup I think is pretty sneaky is Jason picking up Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston is a really, really good quarterback. I still think that. I kind of regret dropping him. I I thought Cleveland is better than they were. Um than they actually are, I should say. So I kind of, I gave Jason a quarterback on a week where he had Roethlisberger on by, um, maybe even better than Roethlisberger. So let's go uh, preview some matchups then. All right. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to do my team first. I do think that I'm going to lose this week. Um, I was actually planning. I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. I was planning on probably losing to Dean and probably losing to Javi. But then basically all my buys are done. And I'm going to be in a great situation. So getting that win really is a big key to me. Because I don't mind losing now to Javi. Um, Although it's not a guarantee. um, But I do have Antonio Brown and Devontae Adams on buy. And I'm kind of forced to start some guys. I really don't want to start like Corey Davis, Royce Freeman. These are guys that probably won't be in my lineup on a regular basis, but I have to go for it. Um, I also had my kicker on a bye, so I I had to pick up a kicker. And now I'm streaming defenses now, apparently. So um, whoever's playing the Bills is going to be in my defensive slot. Javi uh, does have a bye to uh, his quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, so I get to face Blake motherfucking Bortles, who who the hell knows what to expect with Blake Bortles. No idea. He could kill me or he can help me win the week. I'm not quite sure which one to expect. I do have to face Julio on Monday night. That's scary. I have to face my nemesis, uh, Chris Thompson now, all of a sudden, who I traded to him. He has to face T.Y. Hilton. So I'm going to give the win to Javi here. And I think he's going to have a, a really nice week, especially if Bortles comes through. I'm going to go ahead and say Javi exceeds his projections again. Throws up maybe 140, 135 points. And I'm going to have uh, you know 115 maybe if I'm lucky. Uh, I would be happy with 115 points. So Javi is definitely going to win this week. Congratulations, Javi. Um, go easy on me, please. Um, Our next matchup, our best friend Dean here, is in a desperation game against another desperate team, Jason Noah. And right now they're projected for 112 points each. So, this is going to be a a must win. Whoever doesn't win this game is probably out. I mean, 2-5 at this point in the season with the other teams in this league. There is no other... There's no easy matchup anymore in this league. Everybody has a solid team. So... (coughs) I don't know. We're let's take a deep look. This is an important game for these two. We have Jameis Winston going against Kirk Cousins. You know, I like Jameis there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably pick the Jameis side. Thielen versus Landry. I like Thielen for sure. He's probably the number one fantasy wide receiver right now. He does have Mike Evans going against John Brown. That's a big advantage for Dean. Mike Evans, although with a uh, Winston, who know he's kind of canceling out Winston. So. Those are always tough to really predict accurately, but I do like Evans for sure. Dean, interesting going with Chester Rogers. I don't know if he should do that now that the news of T.Y. Hilton. Um, I think there's some other waiver guys I would start over Chester Rogers. Um, Jermaine Curse comes to mind. He's a guy that I've been, been watching. I think he's probably a much better bet than Chester Rogers if Hilton plays. Taylor Gabriel, man. That guy has been awesome. Awesome this year. And uh, he gets to go, again, back-to-back 100-yard performances. Um, but I, I think Taylor, you have to like Taylor Gabriel. So we're 3-1 to one here. Jordan Howard's been a shit running back one, running back, any running back, really. Um, and uh, you got Barkley. That, that's worth two, really, back for Dean on his side. Um, and Dalvin Cook's probably going to be much better than Peyton Barber if he plays. Dean, I... <laughs> I'm just going to stop. I, I've I've made my peace with everything here. Um, Jordan Reed versus Zach Ertz. I'm going to take Zach Ertz in that matchup. I will take uh, their, the flex in Dean's favor. I'll take Cohen over Crabtree. And who cares about the defense and kicker? So I, I kind of think that Jason's team is a little bit better overall. But the Saquon effect might come into play. If Saquon does what he did last week, Dean's going to win this game. Um, 37 points. Saquon has been... Phenomenal. There's, there's no other way to say that. So, this is a tough one. I'm gonna predict that these two losers tie. These guys are going to come into a tie. It's gonna be close to the original prediction. I'm gonna say 120 points will be the final score, and they tie. If these guys tie, I think I deserve to have my buy-in paid for next year. I'm just gonna say, just gonna say. Consider I don't get paid to do podcasts or anything. I think that's only fair so that's agreed upon by the league done it is said if you disagree talk right now object any objections no all right it's said this will be a tie our other matchups of the week uh this one's going to be good if justin is a contender he is definitely going to be putting it to the test this week as he is against ernie undefeated ernie still undefeated and 131 to 124 in favor of Ernie is the projected total right now. It's pretty high, to be honest. Uh, I do see it going higher than that. (laughs) Um, Pat Mahomes versus Cam Newton. Uh, Does he put Luck back in? That's a tough decision. Would you rather play Luck or Cam Newton this week? I think I might do Andrew Luck. Philly's no joke. Cam is much less of a possibility to get over 300 yards, which is what you want. You want that bonus. And Andrew Luck's, I think, done it every week so far, except for maybe the first week. Um, I'm sorry, the first two, uh, week two and week three, he did not, but every other week. So Andrew Luck's probably a better bet for 300 yards. I don't don't like to chase touchdowns. So I think I would start Luck. But either way, it's going to be weaker than Mahomes. Hopkins is going to be better than Woods. Tyree Kill and Michael Thomas are definitely going to cancel each other out, most likely. Edelman and Fuller, that is a key matchup. Hmm. Tough spot here. Can you trust Edelman at Chicago? I don't know. You might get a 6-for-40 type of game from him. And Will Fuller does have the chance to go off, although against Jacksonville. This is kind of a wash again. I'd probably take Edelman if I had to. Gurley versus Elliott. Those two probably cancel out. I like James White over Alex Collins much, much more. So that's a nice advantage for Ernie. Um, kind of evening out there. Kelsey's a better advantage than whoever he plays at tight end. Willie Sneed starting. How is Willie Sneed starting? Oh, Juju Smith on a bye. Lucky. Uh, lucky for... Justin there. So I definitely like Jeffrey over that. And, um, these guys, you know, Zerline's back. So that might be a difference maker. I'm going to go ahead and say that Ernie pulls this off. I, I do like Justin's team. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, a high scoring affair. You know, I, I think both of these guys outdo their projections, especially right now. Some of these projections are awfully low. Nine points for Jeffrey doesn't sound right. um, 11 points for Woods without Cooper Cup doesn't sound right. So I'm going to say Ernie comes back with uh, his own statement game. And and Justin's bad luck continues. So maybe 160 to 140 type of matchups where it's close, but not that close. So give me me Ernie in this matchup. Um, So to recap, I got uh, Javi winning this week. I have a tie and I have Ernie coming up on top. That leaves two other matchups. And that's going to be Jason, who is in 1-5 right now, play, kind of playing the role of spoiler, I guess, against uh, Casey. Casey's team's interesting, coming off of that loss and facing uh, the bye week from hell. Amari Cooper, although he's been kind of useless, Chris Carson, Jared Cook, and his kicker all on a bye. Devontae Freeman now on the IR. There's not a lot here. He does get Kamara and Breeze back. Um, so that'll be interesting. So he'll have Breeze. He's got to play Golden Tate as his wide receiver one don't love that he's gonna have to play um Naeem Hines I don't think is a thing anymore he's got to get another running back here otherwise it, this might spin out of control really quickly for Casey I think he's he's one of the guys that doesn't make a lot of moves but needs to get an RB uh maybe not an RB but definitely a better flex player because he, he will have Mixon and Kamara and that's nice um and Carson, I guess. I guess he's okay. It's just a, a tough week for the byes. It's just an annoying type of bye week for him. Meanwhile, Jason um, is only losing uh, Jimmy Graham on bye. Uh, I'm not going to count Love Bell as being on a bye. But Josh Gordon, he, you know, you get put Josh Gordon in there. Burton's in there. Ingram's in there. Breida's in there. These are all guys that he did not have um, playing for him. And he's finally getting um, a, a change of scenery. Smart, you know whatever you were doing for the first five weeks wasn't really working. Six weeks, so you might as well switch it up. I, I got to see some moves by by Casey here, otherwise I'm going to give it to Jason. And then um, even though Kamara is a monster, we have Ingram now, and and perhaps the dynamic has changed. Five points last week for Kamara. I don't buy it hundred percent. I do think he's going to be awesome, but. Maybe not 40 points awesome. Maybe like 20 points, 25 points awesome. And that might be enough for Jason to squeak by. I'm going to say Jason has a nice week. Maybe like the second or third highest score of the week. Matt Ryan is going to blow up on Monday. I love Digs in a bounce back game from last week. Demarius on a, a Thursday night. Don't love. Would we'll try to maybe pivot somewhere else. If Ridley's back, got to love him on Monday night. Breda against the Rams isn't great. But Gordon could easily... Have a have his coming out party. Give me Jason in like hundred and fifty five. I don't. Maybe he can't score that much. I take that back. I don't think he'll have a huge week, but a, a nice week. One thirty. And I think Deshaun of the Dead right now, as as I look at this team, is going to struggle to break a hundred. There's just too many chances for his duds. There's just so many ways to get a dud because let's see. Uh, he doesn't even have a tight end, so he's got to go have to pick up a tight end. You know, when we go look at the tight ends on the on the waivers. What do we have out here? Is so a Hooper out here? Hooper's gotta be the pick. If you don't pick up Hoover and, and play him to kind of even uh, it just he has Matt Ryan, it sucks. But, you know, Hooper's probably a nice pick there. Otherwise, Brait, eh, Uzma, I do like as well. So there's some options here, guys, that probably won't give you a zero, but you never want to have to pick up a player right off of waivers to put uh to put into your starting lineup. But I want to see a trade from Casey. I really do. I think he, that's This is a week to trade. And finally, our last matchup, a nice matchup here, Richard and Charles. Is Charles for real? I think this is going to be a, a tipping point for him on the season. He had a really rough start, two really great weeks in a row, and now he comes against a really solid Richard team. I think I like Richard's team maybe third overall in this league, if you're not going to include my team. Um which I don't think I should because it's biased. But, I, you know, I think Ernie's still number one, and I like where J- uh, Justin's team is now. At least the, the players don't love the record. Um, and then Richard, I think, might be pulling up third if those receivers can start to come through. And I do think that Beckham and Green will start to come through, especially Green against Kansas City on Sunday night. That should be a nice matchup. Beckham against Atlanta. I mean, Beckham might score two touchdowns and 190 yards or something like something nuts. I could see that happening for sure. Give me Richard this week. I love those two matchups. Plus, he gets Brady. He gets Coleman on a what should be a, a heavy workload. Michelle, who has been great, goes up against Chicago. De- uh, David Johnson has to play Thursday night. You know, that's never you never know what's going to happen there. Give me Richard's team here. Richard's going to go to five and two, and he's going to score the most points this week. I think Richard's going to score 160, 170 points, like a type of week that's just uh, very, very impressive. I I don't see any weaknesses in this team. And that's with Cooper Cup on the bench. That's with um, a nice streaming option in Baker Mayfield as well and a nice tight end in Kyle Rudolph. This team is going places. I think one one more trade to perhaps upgrade um, a flex spot don't love Smallwood in the flex, although I, I know I did say I like Smallwood. But a championship-quality team probably has a better flex player there. So if you can maybe turn in um, – although when Cup comes back, there's your flex. That's a nice flex. So Richard's team's really nice right now. I think he's going to come out. I think Charles is going to have a mediocre week. He's due for a little bit of regression. He's had some good luck recently. So we're going to put um, Richard scoring 170 to like 110 for Charles. Um, so that's going to do it. All right, I think I've hit pretty much everything I wanted for this week. Um, we're getting towards playoffs. It's crazy as it sounds, I mean, we're going to go through some bar week hells here, and then all of a sudden we're looking in the playoffs coming up. Still a lot of football left. There's no doubt about it. Trades, man. I don't know. They're fun to do. I got to admit, trades are, are really fun to do. I don't know if I've screwed my team over uh, <laughs> or not. We'll see. We'll see what it goes. We'll come back to this week. And see exactly, uh, you know, what happened. But um, I think that's going to do it for me. I do have uh, one last thing before I go. You know, I couldn't let Dean get off that easily. It is a haiku that I've wrote. It's it. You know, I felt like a haiku would it would be a very good way to end this. So here we go. This is my haiku for a Dean. Excuses rain down. Dean has messed it up again. Eighth place looms for him. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Thank you for listening. And uh, good luck to everybody. Have a great fantasy week. Just kidding. We won't make you <laughs> listen to uh, the Adams family. Let's go with some punk rock
0: here. Yeah? they invisible I wish we'd fight we fight
1: Stop whining, Dean. My God, Craig Council's trying to win the playoff games. It doesn't make him a bitch. They're not soft. It sounds really classless. Classless? Unclassy? Just stop being so whiny, Dean. Your Dodgers are up three to two. Be happy. Look at the bright side of things. Stop tearing down these other teams. Fuck you, Dean. Just kidding. I love you, Dean. You know I do.